you doggone listening to somebody telling you your stuff wrong and they ain't even why they ain't even experts they not they ain't done nothing they ain't on tv they ain't on nothing they ain't never been in your industry they have no idea they never even been in entrepreneurship and you let them kill your dream This week, our show is brought to you by our partner in crime, Organifi. Organifi is an organic superfood supplement line that makes quality, trusted nutrition convenient and accessible. Their most popular product, Green Juice, can supercharge your life, restore that glow, and help you feel decades younger in just 30 seconds per day without having to worry about shopping for ingredients, mixing and blending them, and then cleaning up afterwards. All ingredients are USDA organic, vegan-friendly, and made with Without GMO ingredients, gluten, or soy. Hey, and super quick, man, Organifi just launched a green juice with a, with a, a slight twist, guys. They've added their crisp apple, right? Apples have arrived, introducing the refreshing taste of new Organifi green juice, crisp apple. All the benefits you've come to love in the classic reset green juice with a new juicy twist. Enjoy the same fan favorite nourishing ingredients, ashwagandha, moringa, spirulina, chlorella, designed to hydrate, energize, and support cortisol balance. The new green juice, the crisp apple juice, guys, is made with organic, wholesome, hand-picked apples, and it tastes like a fresh, juicy slice in every sip. If mint just isn't for you, this refreshing new recipe certainly is. Making it the first of its kind, the whole family will love, all right? So the kids can get in on this one, guys. Apple juice, as you've never tasted it before, now for a limited time. Take the meh out of the mornings with the green juice, Apple Crisp from Organifi. Make sure you guys check it out at www.organifi.com forward slash success. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com forward slash success. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelle, you're not average. You're not even good, you were born to be great. What's going on world, welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success Podcast. I'm your host CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on y'all, what it do? I got Dr. Douglas in the building, faith over fear. Douglas. What up, fam? What up? What up? What up, Maul? I see you on. Uh, I see you got the workers now, Maul, in the back. You taking the workers with Chicago, you now. Chicago Did you take the workers sunny. to Jamaica with you? Oh. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Oh man, I had to I had to hey, I had to just get away for a moment, man. The kids spring break. And um, man, it's something, man. We saw it to the kids last night. And uh, we just talking about that whole freedom bit, you know, and this is an example of one of the, the last pillars is that freedom, you know, where you can just, you just free just to get away and just, man, just, um, you know, just live life, man. Just us and me, Camille and the kids, man. And we just, you know, you know, just, you know, just taking you to, you know, give them that emotion, get them used to just traveling and just seeing the world and cultures and things like that, man. So, yeah. Yep, so this is where we at, man. We had to get away from that weather in Chicago. No questions uh, asked. No Meanwhile, the, the rest of us brokies is just <laughs> at the crib. <laughs> Over you know here in, in the studio. Ah, <laughs> uh-huh, bruh. Uh-huh. As you can see, uh, we are back on a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. <laughs> just shake your rump. We, uh, shake your rump. You know what I'm saying? We still <laughs> zooming me? it, much to my chagrin. 
Uh, uh, y'all know I'm not super fond of Zoom, but uh, y'all dog me for the throwbacks. I almost get, I almost hit Carl like, do another throwback, Carl. <laughs> we done gave y'all 75 years of podcast. You're not gonna miss us. But one time, when Ma get back, maybe from Jamaica, we'll fly up, man, and uh, do some of these joints in person. Um, I want to get into it, man. Shout out to my Spartan dogs, man. They got popped. They got eliminated. Uh, we played Duke. I ain't gonna lie. I had my hopes up. We was up five was with like five minutes to go. Oh. And uh, the, the the Coach K legacy took over. The yeah. ghost of Shane Battier, you know what I'm saying? Just jumped up, <laughs> snatched the game right out of our hands. So we out of the tourney. Um, shout out to Michigan. You know what I'm saying? They in the Sweet 16. Can't hate. Uh, but I want to talk real quick, man, E. Uh, so shout out to Brooks, man. Baylor got popped too. All our squads is out. You know All what I'm saying? Right. But shout out to Baylor for an incredible run. Man, Loyola, like everybody, yeah. Yeah, no, Loyola out of there. But um, Brooks hit a, uh, me and E with a text. I think E was already asleep the other night. But uh, St. Peter's mm. uh, got that win over Kentucky, right? And then Brooks sent us a thing. It was like, yo, look at my man. Shout out to Shaheen Hollowell. Ho- Holloway, Hollowell, um, for the dub. But uh, Brooks sent us a text. E, I don't even know if you saw it, but his last tweet before they beat Kentucky, uh, he tweeted out a video of E and um, uh, E going mm. hard and, and uh, motivational speech, of course. And uh, they ended up beating Kentucky and then uh, ended up, of course, going on and winning another one. I think it was, mm. I don't know, Wichita State or uh, Murray State or something like that. Murray State. And um, now they in the Sweet 16, man. So shout out to St. Peter's. And... Man, I, I guess, you know, I, I'll let y'all, anybody got any thoughts on it, but as I'm watching these dudes, you know, the coach was like, hey, y'all a smaller team. Like, y'all don't have the five-star recruits. Like, you got big guys out there that usually rough people up and push people around. And he said something deep. He said, yo, all my guys are from New Jersey and New York. He was like, I don't know if you know anything about, like, how we built. But mm. we're not scared of nobody. Like, mm. I'm not saying we better. I'm not saying that we tougher. I'm saying we not scared. And I was like, wow. I was like, yo, here go a squad that I don't care. You, unless you look, go to St. Peter's and you was just like, oh, I just feel like we're going to win it all. You didn't have them yeah, in your no bracket. You didn't even know who they were, yeah. where they were from. Yeah. Here go a group of dudes that came together and said, yo, like, why not us? You know, and I, I just, mm. am, I'm admiring it. You know, I'm hoping they go all the way. Just win the doggone thing now uh, since all my teams is out. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, man, I don't know, E, uh, Maul, Carl, if y'all had any yeah, thoughts yeah, on yeah, watching yeah. these dudes get busy, man, and just an inspiring run by the underdog. And maybe because I always view us as the underdog, yeah. I could just relate so much. Yeah, you know, for me, man, you know, one of the things I'm starting to realize, I thought initially that, it was about grinding, and I still believe that that's important. Like, I still believe, you know, in a seven-day cycle, you know, you 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 got to put in some type of work. Like, I still believe that. I still believe that, you know, um, you, you, know, you got to get up and go get it. Like, no, I, I was telling somebody the other day, I truly believe, and I know people, you know, a lot of people where I come from, like, ah, oh, E, what you mean by that? Like, I do believe in the American dream. Like, I believe it's a reality. I don't think they passing it out, though. You feel me? And I think that's what sometimes what people think. They think because something is available that it's available to them. 
You know what I'm saying? That's not necessarily that's not necessarily the truth. Like right. just because it's available, it don't mean it's available to you. It don't mean that somebody just gonna hand it out and give it to you like a free lunch. But you can go get it. But when I look at what Coach was saying, I'm like, yo, Maul, in the in the grand scheme of things now, I don't give grinding the percentage that I used to give it. I, I used to give like grinding like 70% yeah. of, you know what I'm saying, what it yeah. takes to be successful. You got to grind. Nope. I'm starting to realize that a large part of it is mindset. Like, you got to believe that you can get it. Like, you got to you gotta believe. And I don't mean, like, a passive belief. I mean an aggressive, like, I, I deserve it. I want it. I'm going to fight for it. It's a couple of us want it. I want it more than they want it. You know, when you want to succeed as bad as you want to breathe, you know. And so when I looked at what Coach was saying was, he was like, yo, we have a, we have a tough mentality. Like, mm -hmm. like, we, we, like everything about New York, everything about Jersey, especially Jersey. You want to keep it honest? I think Jersey is just as aggressive mentally because if you're from New York, you kind of look at Jersey like, yeah, that Jersey, they ain't, that ain't New York. So people in Jersey are the true underdogs, and they really got to prove, you know what I'm saying? And so I know he got, uh, he has players from both, you know. So what I what I gathered from it is, yo, you could be number two and a uh, blue chip. I guess that's what they call it, like a blue chip program. You could have the best of the best, you know, players. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not mistaken, one of the top players in the NBA right now came from Murray's. You know, from uh, yeah. from Mur uh, shout out to John uh, Morant, yeah. yeah, yeah. You feel what I'm saying, Murray State. So, to me, see, it just shows me, AE, bruh, you got to will, you got to will right your something. Let's talk about it. Real just got to will what your is, way through it, bro. What does it take it, to be that type of scrappy? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. so you say believe, right? Like, because I want to make this practical. Because we got some yeah. underdogs listening to the call. You've never been, you know, most likely to succeed, most athletic, most handsome, prettiest. You've never been the fastest, strongest. How can you still win, right? Because, again, I said, you know, I look at us and I kind of fancy us as the St. Peter's, right? Like, we, we we didn't have no money when we started this thing. We didn't have a, a budget. We didn't have experienced people leading us. We just had a scrappy underdog mentality. Talk about how you can use that to your advantage, E, because I got so many people that hit me now. And even on the uh, Game Changer call, we talked about it the other day. Like, people like, oh, you know, I, I ain't got... I need my CJ. Oh, if I had this and if I had that. And I'm like, yo, you don't even understand what you're saying. Like, by you saying you would be ET with a CJ, you, I wasn't what you think I am when we started 15 years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like, we became whatever you see us today. And so I want to take it back, guys, to them early days when we truly were the underdog and what things besides the belief what tangible things? If well, I'm out I, there right now, I got a yeah. business. I want to start a company. I, I I got an idea. How can I become the St. Peter's of my arena? I'm just saying, though. See, when you really think about it, the reality is, and this is just this just my 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 looking at it. I just feel like it ain't no pressure for me. I I always felt like, yo, if you six five, you six six. People got expectations of you. Mm. <laughs> like, I, ain't nobody got no expectations of me. Like you, I I, I think if People put pressure on themselves. You doing it like I think that has been my advantage. Like I ain't never been the most likely to succeed. I've never, I've, I ain't nobody never had no expectations of me. So why am I gonna put 
some expectations on myself that's unrealistic. So I think it's the opposite. If you the most handsome dude on campus, yo, you got some expectation. You got a lot mm-hmm. of people coming at you. If you the most talented basketball player, they're expecting you to go to the league. Like, it's people putting pressure on you. If you the underdog, all you got to do is go play. Like right. you don't you don't have no expectations. Like ain't nobody ain't nobody looking at ET and going, uh, E should this and E should that and E should that. Like, bro, I, I think it's I, I actually so, think so that's it's, good. It's, One, no pressure. Yeah, yeah I like that. No pre- that's a tangible step. You it, ain't got it, the type no of question. pressure for sure. No pressure whatsoever. And uh-huh. so because there is no pressure, you can create your own scenario, if you will. So for me, I got to set all my expectations because then nobody had nothing for me. You feel me? I got to set my own expectation. Ain't nobody expecting me to graduate from high school, go to college. Ain't nobody expecting me to be no millionaire. Ain't nobody expecting me to be the number one motivational speaker in the world. So I literally have a chance to focus on what's important. You feel me? Like, I don't got to focus on, like, look, the media ain't about to come up on me and ask me no bunch of series of questions. You know what I'm saying? Like, all my time, see if it makes sense. All my time is my time. You feel me? Like, it's all my time. Like, it's it's all it, I I can create my own narrative. Don't nobody have one of me. You feel what I'm saying like ain't nobody looking for me to do nothing. And so I would say number two, like use the fact that you don't have expectation. Nobody has pressure on you. Like use that to create your own narrative. Use yeah. that to dream. Use that to to decide when we go in. Man, we we popping them when we go in. You know what I'm saying? And, and guess what? If you pop them, you pop them. If you don't. Hey, what nobody, what nobody expect you to do it anyway? So it's like I'm being real. It's no pressure, bro. And and let me say this to you. Again, I'm not I'm not speaking to a specific team, but here's what I realized. I realized that there the teams that win are the teams that don't hesitate. You feel me? And bro, to me, hesitation is you're overthinking. Like, hesitation is, like, bro, I'm watching. I'm watching some teams. All right, I will say this about my my, my, my boy AJ. My boy AJ, bro, oh. he got in an early foul trouble, but when he was in, he was going oh. to the hole. Yeah. Like, you feel what I'm saying? Like, he would take it straight to the hole. And for me, Ma, I think it's funny that if the hole is the focus, why ain't you going to it? You feel me? Like, I'm so confused. When I watch basketball, I'm so confused. Like, I don't play the game. But I'm confused about life. If being a millionaire is what you want to do, why you ain't going after it? Like, like, why are you, why are you like going? Like, I've seen people go to the hole, Ma, what nobody at the hole, they turned around and and start dribbling the ball around. I'm like, is the game of basketball dribbling or scoring? Like, which one is it? Like, I'm I'm confused. Like, is the is it dribbling the ball through your legs? Is it is it crossing people over or is it scoring? And what I've noticed is that there are a group of people, Ma, who going for the rim. They at the rim. They live at the rim. If they get fouled, they at the rim. If they get blocked, they at the rim. If they if it's easy, they at the rim. I'm just realizing there are some people in life who understand that it's all about being at the rim. Can we just get to the rim, y'all? Whatever the rim is in our life, can we just get to the rim? So, so th- to me, see, that's the third one. If the rim is the goal, get to the rim. It doesn't matter if you get blocked. You can't score if you don't go back and try again. You know what I'm saying? But I watch people get blocked, and guess what? Now they timid. Now they not going. I see people get fouled, and they worried about making two baskets because it's an and one. I mean, it's a one and one. They scared they ain't going to make one. 
I'm like, yo, you so scared, you so timid that you're now not doing what you're supposed to do. And yeah. I guess I want to make it practical in that when you have unrealistic expectations or you're worried about other people's expectations, you start to overthink and you're not focusing on what you're supposed to be focusing on. And that's being at the rim. And I'm just being real. To the day I die, I'm going to be at the rim, bro. I don't care if I miss the shot. I don't care if you block me. I don't care if you foul me. I'm going to be at the rim. Why? Because that's what basketball is about. It's about scoring. And there's no way you can score if you're not at the rim, bro. Period. Carl Moore. As I'm hearing, as as I'm hearing you talk, E, I'm thinking how I want to say like the future C kind of paralyzes us. Like that's what I'm hearing. Like when you think about like the reality is, e, if you're not focusing, and I'll use your same analogy, if you're not focusing on the rim, and not, the analogy is the rim is now. Like, Ma, you're thinking about they had to prepare for a year for the first game. You know what I'm saying? You know, that's what we would say. They're preparing their whole life. But I'm saying, like, you have to soft focus on what's right here, right now, the present. Like, E's point is, yo, I got to give every piece of energy I have, every piece of training, every thought. What the Bible say? Like, every thought captive. Yeah, every like, thought everything captive, that I have, see, yeah. has to be focused on now. I can't think about the end of the game. I can't think about. You see what I'm saying? Like, I have to be so focused in the present. Man, I don't remember his name. See, you had a dude that used to, that did a, a coaching call for us way back, way back. And he talked about, I'll draw your memory. He talked about how you use your senses to be in the present. You remember that? Yep. Oh, yeah. Bro, that's yeah, one of the most powerful things that I'm saying. Yeah. I think a lot of us are paralyzed, see, by either the future or the past. And and to East point, if we're not focused on, no, nah, no, nah, and, and, Context. I'm not saying don't think it, don't prepare for future. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you have the ball in your hand or your teammate has the ball in his hand. You know the player. Where are you supposed to be? Like, that's all that matters right now. You see what I'm saying? And I think a lot of people get distracted. See, the overthinking is if this happened. Oh, what if this happened? Oh, my man might block me. Like, none of that matters. Where am I supposed to be right now as we design this play? And that's the only thing that matters in this moment. The rim. I think the rim. And if we can train the ourselves see, to think like that, I think that removes a whole lot of the other stress because I can't worry about after the game and all that when I have now right. to focus on. So I think we just got to reframe our minds for that. Um, I think – oh, go ahead, Ma. No, I was just going to say, you know, and I think something that's just real key, you know, everybody just made great points. But something that's real key is – you know, who told you that you was an underdog? Mm. <laughs> like, who the heck told that you? That mindset again, yeah. Yeah, it's just like, like literally, if you go around thinking that you're an underdog, you know, then that's what you become. That's what you, you're already beating yourself. You're already putting yourself to the back of the line right. because you are calling yourself an underdog. Man, when I was working with the Chicago Police Department, I was telling myself, E, I was a millionaire. Yep, my mm. uniform was blue. Yep, I had a badge on my chest. Yep, I had a patch on my arm. But I never seen myself as an underdog. I never seen myself as an underdog. And, and when you play in any sport, you can't come into I don't care the name of the team. I don't care how hmm. many students they got. I don't care what conference they in, Power Five, what, and who cares? All that matters is exactly what Carl said. What we're doing right, right, now right now is you against me right now. I don't care what logo is on your jersey. Hmm. I don't care about 
who you got, you know, Sparty. Yeah, I don't want to say Sparty, but I don't care about <laughs> who you now. got, you know, representing your, <laughs> yeah, I know, rep, I got to be careful now. I don't care who you got representing your school. It's like, look, you know, and don't get me wrong. I understand. I can hear C saying right now, you know, there is better recruits, I guess, you know, yeah, overall. Yeah, but at yeah. the same time, yeah. when that, when that, that basketball, we, it's the same court that it was in Little League basketball. It's the same one that was in high school. And it's the same court that's going to be in the pro. It's the same court. We used to say that in football all the time. A hundred yards is a hundred yards. yards. I don't give a bro. care. It's a hundred yards. Yeah. And so just in life, man, like who told you like that you was a, a underdog? And if you just think about it, every so-called champion right mm-hmm. now started as an underdog. As an underdog. Every single one. Michael Jordan got cut for the junior year from the basketball team. A sophomore year, he got cut from the team. He was an underdog, I guess you would say. So an underdog is really, is a mentality, you know? Mm. And I think that everybody listening, you got to start off and ask yourself, you got to first off, eliminate the words, I'm an underdog. Stop that, right? You know, you got to eliminate that. And then you got to say, you know, who am I? Like, who am I? Like, because exactly who you say you are, then I think that that. That's when you start believing it. And then when you start believing, you start acting accordingly. And, you know, underdog is just happy to be out there. Underdog is kind of just like, oh, well, I'm not supposed to be out here with these people. But because I'm out here, I'm just going to do my best. I'm just going, oh, I showed up. Well, at least I, that, that mindset automatically gives you a losing mentality. It automatically gives you an excuse to lose. But when you go in automatically say, no, I ain't no I'm supposed to beat them. It makes you take your level of understanding your level of play, your your level of practice, and take and, and see it makes you take your level of everything overall to a different level because now you go from I'm just happy to be in an arena to I own this arena. I'm supposed to win. Mm. I'm supposed to blow them out. Yeah, and I agree with you in one part in that how you view yourself, right? But at the end of the day, how the world like there's no going, there's no denying going into the game. St. Peter's was an underdog, dog on Vegas. Put you as a 15, Absolutely. 20 point. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like the betting says, hey, Kentucky gonna beat them by 20 points. Absolutely. And they slot I'm you okay as an underdog. Right, I'm right, okay right. with the outside world. I'm okay with them saying, I'm saying you. Who do you have yeah, to yeah. see yourself? 100 percent So I, I want to make sure that we're clear because I enjoy being seen as the underdog, is was yeah. my point. Mm, you yeah, feel me? Yeah, like yeah. I enjoy the underestimation of me. Yeah. But I agree with you in that. You can't carry that mentality of, well, I'm the underdog, so if I lose, it's not a big deal. You still need to go in with the mentality of, yo, I'm about to get this done. The other thing I love about the tourney, you know, it's beautiful, man. And in so many ways, I think the March Madness is literally my favorite time of year. And not just because it's basketball, because, you know, that's one of the reasons. But you know what I love about it, E? Like, it don't matter what you did in the past. Yeah. Like, I'm not trying to be funny, but Auburn won the SEC championship, yeah. right? Like, mm. they was balling. You SEC champions, you had your best year in how long? Bro, it don't matter when you get to the tourney. Yeah. You got popped in the second round, you out yeah. of there. You not yeah. in the Sweet 16, it don't matter. And so it's like, St. Peter's, they might have 10, 11 losses, whatever. They're in a better position than Michigan State, Kentucky, and Auburn yeah. because they're still in it. And yeah. so... Part of the reason, and, and it goes to what Carl was saying earlier, but part of the reason I love it is because, yo, who cares what you did, whether you was good or bad? Right. Michigan, doggone it, barely got into the tourney. They was like 11, 12 seed. Yeah, one of and the they last the Sweet one, Big 10 teams left. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. so again, 
it evens the playing field. And every yeah. day you wake up as an entrepreneur, you have an opportunity to even the playing field, right? Yeah. Like, the, the, like it doesn't matter. You could take a, a million dollar hit. You could take a hundred thousand dollar hit. You could take a 10. When you wake up the next day, it's an even playing field. And yeah. I think sometimes you get it in your head like, oh man, I barely got in. So I mm. guess I'm supposed to lose. But you look at those teams that say, I got in and we back on the even playing field. Let's go. So when you look at that mentality, man, I just think it's deep, man, watching, you know, March Madness, you know, and, and all of the, the things that go along with it, the mindsets of the teams. Yeah. I'm going to be watching St. Peter's. I don't know who they play. Who they got play next? Anybody know? No, I don't. Uh, bro, I'm out of <laughs> no, I'm out of the tourney, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. mentally, I'm out. But I, I want to say this, too. Look. I want to say this, too. See, you talked about practicality. I want to say one of the things that I think we need to do if you want to be a successful underdog or overdog, whichever one you are. Like, cause the reality is if you're supposed to be number one seed, you still got to live. You said you still got to live up to that. You know, mm -hmm. the fact that somebody gives you a title, it doesn't, it doesn't negate the fact that you still have to live up to whatever they said you were. So everybody mm -hmm. still got to do their part to be either number one seed or number 15 seed. But here, here's something that I think is super practical. You, you, you have to be very careful of how you manage your energy, right? You have to be very careful of how you manage your energy. And for a lot of you, you use your energy to think too much. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's one of the things that I've noticed about, you know, people who are considered, you know, um, successful or whatever. Like, they have trained. They, they have prepared themselves. One of the things that I noticed is that they put so much of their energy on, one, being a number one seed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Doing whatever's required to be a number one seed. You know, they put a lot of their energy into, like, studying. You know, like, I look at a lot of coaches, and I'm like, yo, I, I ain't mad at y'all, but y'all put a lot of emphasis on the strategy and the plan and, the, and whatever system it is y'all use. But y'all don't put that same energy on how people respond to that system. Like, yo, it's the craziest thing. I, I'm, I've been with some of the best coaches in the world. And it's like, yo, what separates some of them is that they care about their system and how their system is going to affect the person that's receiving it. But a lot of coaches, it's like, bro, you put so much strength and so much energy on the fact that you are a great coach, you got a great program, you got a great system. You got great assistant coaches. You got great facilities. Y'all practice, y'all whatever. But you don't take into account, like, yo, when the real game happens, how are, how are, how are they managing all that stuff that you – you feel me? And I think one of the things that I do a very great job of is when it's showtime, bro, it's showtime, bro. Like, I'm putting all my energy into when we get on the mic. Like, see, it be like, E – we need to do X, Y, and Z. I said, see, I ain't trying to be funny, bro. That's free, bro. That's a free podcast. Like, I'm not, I'm not negating the fact that we we don't need we need to do it and we need to be a blessing to the people, but I promise you, like, that ain't that ain't it. But when C like E, we got this book to write, bro. I gotta go all I'm talking about no TV, no wife talking to me, no phone calls. I'm putting that joker on air, bro. I got that on airplane mode. I, we on we using Wi-Fi. I'm talking to let like we ain't ain't no distractions. I'm going 1000 percent When I get on the mic, 
listen to me, bruh. I can't tell you how many people that's like, he yelling and screaming. You're dark. Absolutely, I'm yelling and screaming. Number one, the population that I'm talking to, they getting shot and killed. <laughs> like, I don't know where you live and where you come from, but my baby's getting shot and killed. I got kids that went to the Super Bowl experience with me. They don't even have a bed. Like, a bed for you, that's common. I got kids that I'm talking to that if I don't say the right thing, they going to jail. You feel me? Yeah. Or they may not make it to the league and they don't have three, four other options to make money. You understand what I'm saying? So when I go in, I'm going in. you darn skippy. He's screaming. He yelling. He You call it whatever you want to call it. And watch this. I'm screaming. You give me 45 minutes. I'm, I'm screaming from the time I get on <laughs> to the time I leave. At no point, Maul, am I not going to be captivating. I'm about to be captivating the whole time. I'm about to connect with you the whole time. And so one of the things that I see with basketball players, y'all on the internet, y'all giving energy to the internet, you got your favorite gym shoes, you showing your favorite gym shoes, you 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 taking a shower, you showing you lifting weights, you showing like you got energy for everything but when it's game time. Like it's game time and I'm seeing you on the three-point line. Why are you at the three-point line passing the ball? Like I don't even care if you passing the ball. Why are you passing the ball all around the three-point line? Take that joker to the hole. Or and, and you know what I here's what I here's what I noticed, Ma. I'm not a basketball dude. But you know what I noticed? It's even better for the bigs for you to take it and drive it to the hole. Like if you if you take it to the hole, even if you miss you about to get a bigger opportunity to get a little cheat, little, you know, uh, uh, grab the rebound and dunk that joker. You feel me? I'm watching cats go to the hole, come back out the hole, come to the hole, throw the ball all the way back out to the three-point line. Like, bruh, I'm not trying to be funny. The three-point shot at best, if you shooting 30% at the three-point, at best, you leaving 70% wide open. At best, Ma, three-point, bruh. You know when you go to the hole, the chance you got when you put that joker on the on the rim. And so I just want to say, for real, manage your energy. Manage your energy. Manage your energy. It count in the final four. It count in the season. It count when y'all doing tourney. Like, ma manage your energy. And I just think, Ma, if people would do that, all right, give me, I'm gonna give you one more. If you're a morning person, get up in the morning and do all your stuff. Like, don't be trying to run three miles when you get off work. If you're not an afternoon person, if you're not an evening person, like you didn't got off work, now you're in the gym. What you in the gym for at 8 o'clock at night when you're not a night person? So, yeah, you in the weight room, but you're not giving it 100%. If you're a morning person, get your butt up and get in the gym early in the morning. If you are a night person, yup, go get in the gym at night. Like, but I'm trying to tell you, Get off of everybody else's expectations and everybody else's schedule and everybody else's routine and everybody else's life. Like, get on what works for you. You feel me? And maybe some of y'all don't know what that is. I don't know. But I'm telling you, find out what your rim is. Man, I was up at 3 o'clock in the morning. I called, I called Q and was like, yo, Q, I got I, I to gotta, I gotta get out here and get on Instagram. Like, I got to help some people. Like, I'm feeling it. You know, I, I got that itch. I was like, yo, Q, you think we should do 6 o'clock in the morning? You know, because most people aren't up. He was like, yeah. 
Most people aren't up at six. So you could do it at six. They up by six. But E, you the three o'clock. E, your energy is at three. E, <laughs> why get on at six when your energy is at mm. three, bro? You got you to gotta do what's best for you. And guess what's going to happen? They'll listen to it at six if they want to. They'll listen Still to it there. at eight if they want to. Oh. They'll, they'll, they'll catch it at noon if they want to. It don't matter. But he was like, E, you got to do it what's best for you. So if three is best for you, and three is best for your energy. And three is best for, you know, I'm again, I'm going to say it, Maul. Like, yo, my wife, bro, once she get up, she kind of feel like, hey, I gave you my whole life. I'm going to need yours now. So when she, like, we supposed to start this at a certain time. Maul, I promise you, follow fair file. I told <laughs> Didi, like, yo, I know you got a 930 boy. As soon as the 930 boy over, we hitting the podcast. She's like, yep, yeah, bet. Bro, when she finished with the her appointment, bro, she was like, hey, I got to go to Office Depot. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a pot. Like, I don't want to say it, but, you know, we kind of talked last night. I got a podcast. Then after Home Depot, she was like, Office Depot, she like, all right, then I got to take something back to Macy's. And I was like, oh, okay. She like, I don't care nothing about your. So for me, Ma, 3 o'clock is I'm my own boss at 3. Ain't nobody, like, ain't nobody calling me. Ain't nobody, you know, ain't nobody. So I can be my own boss at three. So I'm saying three o'clock for you? Absolutely not if you're not a three o'clock in the morning person. Now, there's some people who get up because they like, I want to ask E a question, and I can't ask E my question. Okay, I get it. But if you want to get up at eight and listen to me, cool. But I'm telling y'all, there are a lot of you who are not living at the rim. And then you pissed. You got an attitude. You played your game. You made it to the you made it to the, the round of 64 or 68. You made it. You weren't at the rim. And you can't come back. That's the thing that hurt me. See, I used to be like, why they crying? Because they know it's over, bruh. All that hard work, yeah. all the practicing, all the travel. It's over. Here's my deal. You okay, if it's over, it's over. Right? I get it. But for those of you, don't be crying if you didn't go to the rim. Don't be crying if you didn't go to the rim. Don't be crying if you passed the ball. Don't be crying if you was intimidated. Bruh, I literally saw when we played Duke, I literally saw my man for Duke in the middle. He was doing his thing. But I promise you, when AJ was in that joker, he was going to the hole, bruh. He was just going to the hole. Right and he was man. making it, not making it, making it. not. But, bruh, he was at the rim. And you can't be mad when you're at the rim. But all of that, going to the rim, coming back out, the passing, the staring, the looking – Bruh, if you're going you to win the tournament, you got to put up points, bruh. And the only way to put up points is get to the rim. So I'm just saying to all y'all out there that's listening to us, whatever your rim is, get to that joker. Save your energy. Don't use all your energy thinking. Don't use all your energy strategizing. Don't use all your energy planning. Don't use all your energy uh, picking your favorite shoe and your favorite shoestring. Don't pick it with the tattoo, with tattoo, a wristband, headband. You, save your energy for the fight. Save your energy for the game. Save your energy for the whole. And I'll say it to y'all one more time. I can't tell y'all that every day I get a chance to, to play, but when I play, I'm going to the whole, bro. I'm, and if I lose, you knew I gave 120%, but I'm not overthinking, overstrategizing. When I play the game, Ma, I'm trying to put up points. Put up the points, y'all. Put up the points. Hey, can I? Can I? And see, I think. I mean, we know it. That's the obvious reason why we love March Madness, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and e everything you yeah. just said is one word. The word is urgency. Yeah. 
If you're not operating with a sense of urgency, you will lose. Point blank. That's what he just said. And he, here's the beautiful part. Um, man, I think it was Joey that said it on the ground screw call this week. He said, pain is the greatest motivator, but it doesn't yeah. have to be. Yeah. Yeah, it don't Think have about to that. Be. Pain is the yeah. greatest motivator. Like, Ma, I'm playing hard because I ain't want to lose. Pain is the greatest, but it doesn't have to be. The urgency of, yeah. you know what I'm saying? If you concentrate on the urgency, getting yeah. up at 3 o'clock in the morning and screaming and hollering when you get the mic yeah. in your hand, like, that's your, urgency. that's your urgency. If you operate with that, not, no time for doubt, no time for overthinking. My urgency, my energy is all in my urgency. And the simple fact of the matter is, and I hate going here, but it's real. We can't get away from it. You ain't know how much time you got. Yeah, you don't. At least the game, see, they yeah. know that they got a yeah. first half and a second half. Yeah. But you ain't got no tomorrow. Yeah. Like, you can't guarantee tomorrow, me bro. that you could get up today and do something tomorrow. Like, I'm just saying, you got to operate with all the urgency. And I think that's the piece that we miss in our lives. We act as though we got all the time. Yeah. Like, we got March Madness tomorrow, and then we got April Madness, then we got June <laughs> Madness and August. We, yeah. we don't have all yeah. the madness. Yeah. We got right madness. now. We yeah. got now madness. That's, <laughs> that's what it. we got. That's it. And you got to operate with that sense of urgency with your everyday life. And I'm not saying chaotic. No. I'm saying he described it. Putting yeah. your energy into now the thing that matters now the thing you know you're supposed to be doing getting to the rim that's where you put all your energy right now not tomorrow not tonight not any other time right now because yeah. that's all you can control that's it and i think it's important man how you train yeah. um a lot of those guys when they get to the finals for the sweet 16 the elite eight for the championship game they shot they like, oh, man, mm. I, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't prepare for it. So I think yeah. when the beginning of the season, even in the off season, when you practice and eat, you got to be, when, I'm talking about before you even get a ball in your hand, when you're just in the gym condition, mm. you have to condition like, hey, y'all, we, we, we going to the final four. You know, you, when you're running your sprints, you run a sprint as though it's like, hey, we training, we getting in shape for the final four. We getting in shape for the championship game. And I think a lot of people, even in their everyday life, when they get to a certain point of their life, they shocked. They just like, oh, man, like, I, I didn't know I was going to be here. Like, mm. I, I, I'm not ready for this. And I think a lot of those guys, um, yeah, they go to the big name schools. And, yeah, you know, they, 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 they got the whole university behind them. But they're shocked that they even made it this far. And they wasn't even ready for what the speed and the pace of the Sweet 16 it, or the Elite yeah. 8. You know, they wasn't ready, yeah, for, they the wasn't ready for it yeah. because they didn't believe that they yeah. was even going to get there. So yeah. I think, man, every team, you know, even in your life, prepare yourself. Yeah. Prepare mm. yourself. And I go always back, man, to being a police officer. When I was a police officer, working as a police officer, I was preparing myself for being a millionaire. Yeah. Mm. So when it actually took place, I wasn't shocked. It wasn't a surprise yeah. to me. I was yeah. prepared. Yeah. I was in shape. I was in yeah. shape. It was an easy transition from yeah. that. It could get caught off guard in the in the fourth quarter, you know. And I think that that's important. So whoever's listening, it's like, man, train yourself right now for the for the game that you're gonna be playing later on in life. Literally, mm. train for that right now. Train. Don't train. I didn't train as a police officer making blue collar wages. I was training as a millionaire right now. While I was a blue collar making blue collar wages, so you mm. got to reverse. And now you at the rim, you know. So and now, now you at the rim I'm, oh. with your wife, oh, your bro. kids. They all in Jamaica at the rim. Ma got a couch on the rim. Yeah, sitting Ma, up there. right there, sitting there at the rim. <laughs> yeah, talk um, to me, see. Yeah, no. So again, I was and I just wrote down some things again that I noticed that the mark of great teams and um, the other thing was as you watch the tourney, right? Like 
you see teams make adjustments. And E, one of the things that, you know, you've always been great at is getting us up and running, right? Like, make sure we're doing something. Make sure we're active. Like, when he talks about getting to the rim, and I want to make sure, again, y'all do an excellent job of explaining stuff, but I want to make sure that none of this is coming off as theory, right? Like, when Mm -hmm. he talks about getting to the rim and attacking and things of that nature, like, Carl, and maybe you could speak to some of this, like, our aggression early on of going, like, going to the rim, right? We we were doing conferences before we anybody knew who we were. Like mm-hmm. we did a saving our sons event. I promise you, <laughs> nobody know who we like. Man, and it's tough, man, because I know again y'all look at us right now. You like, oh, you got the conference. Shout out to the man con, the three hundred and sixty man conference we got coming up. It's gonna be thousands of people there. It's gonna be insane. But we were doing conferences before anybody knew who we were. We got the the, the church gave it to us for free. We passed out our own flyers that Carl made, and we had a Saving Our Sons event, and it's probably 50, 60 people there. But that was an example of us getting to the rim, being aggressive. And what we did was, okay, let me say it like this. The only way to find out what adjustments you need to make is by Mm. being aggressive and going to the rim and finding out where Uh. you need to make the adjustments. Uh. Some of you, because you never get started, you never even had the chance to make an adjustment, because you never even got out there and put it out there in the first place. And I think people want to be so perfect, right? Like, I can't go out there. I can't start this business until I have every I dotted and T crossed. Well, guess what? Things going to go wrong anyway. I looked at, you know what they said, Carl? They said, and this is usually your thing, but they said the odds of getting the perfect bracket mm. is 1 and 9.2 quintillion. I was I was gonna say million. Wow! No, 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 no. One in nine point two quintillion. That's like twelve zeros, I think. Okay. <laughs> that that's your okay. So look, what is okay? So let me take my time because I want to make sure you understand what that means to you out there. That means that they got the best bracketologists, they got the smartest people in all the world who predict what they think is gonna happen. And their odds of getting it right. <laughs> it's bro, impossible. I, can Let's we just, just call that, that zero, Carl? That's impossible. What, no facts. Impossible. That's impossible. Let's okay, call it right. that. Yeah. So what that means is it's some upsets. Yeah. Right? Because otherwise we could just go, okay, here go one to 64. This gang going to beat this gang, going to beat this gang, going to beat a boom. You would have yeah. a perfect bracket. But it means there's some upsets. And in order for there to be some upsets, there has to be some teams making adjustments that didn't mm. work that they looked at their old stuff. And so, E, talk about the importance of making the adjustment and getting out there and putting your stuff out there so there's an adjustment to be made, right? Because some of us, again, we would want to be perfect when we just figured out perfect don't exist. Yeah, you know, I want to speak to what you just said. First, and Maul says this all the time, guys, and I just want to make sure, you know, we're reiterating it because once you get it, then it's going to take you to another level. They're not even right about what they're saying. Mm. So why are you even concerned about what they're saying? Right. Mm. They're not even they right about what nine, they're one, saying. One in uh, nine <laughs> quintillion. And you, I'm you just saying, Maul, as a high school dropout, you know, going to college, nobody saw me as likely to succeed. Nobody thought that I would probably be one of the most, you know, I've contributed to society in a way that I have been 
from from my university. Nobody looked at me at my university and was like, yo, E.T. about to go out here and, and mad contribute. It does not matter what they think, but it does matter if you make it matter. Like if you make their limitations matter, they matter. If you make what they their expectations matter, they matter. But if you don't make them matter and you only focus on what you believe matters and what you feel like you need to do to be successful, then I'm telling you, you the probability, I'm not even saying you perfect, but the probability of you being like, yo, Ma, the probability of me being bicoastal was the greatest when I saw myself being bicoastal. I told you the lady at the bank was like, yo, what you doing? Like, when you going to sell your property? I'm like, sell my property? What does that mean? I'm not trying to sell it. Uh, my wife, I'm just trying to put my wife in a better situation. So the so the bank didn't see me being bicoastal. I saw myself being bicoastal. The people in that neighborhood, not only, not only did they not see me there, they did not want to see me there. You understand what I'm saying? But it doesn't matter. I saw myself there. God saw me there. So, so one of the things that I think is important is we have to stop. Bro, it's entertainment. I don't even watch it no more. I listen to these dudes. They going to blow this team, going to blow this team out. This team going to blow that. They don't stand a chance. Bro, they be they getting paid to say that stupid junk that well, don't Bart even mean said, that. I guarantee. Bro, here's, here's what's so funny. After the, the game is over, the commentators don't even have to come back and give a <laughs> they don't even have to hold up, you know what I'm saying. But let me say this. Here go here go what's so crazy. Let me just let me make sure the point is sticking. These dudes watch college basketball all year. Oh, all year. And then give yep. their opinion and yep. they flat out wrong. Wrong. One point one uh, one and one and nine point two quintillion <laughs> chance of being right. You doggone listening to somebody telling you your stuff wrong, and they ain't even watch, they ain't even experts. They not mm. they ain't done nothing. They ain't on TV, they ain't on nothing. They ain't never been in your industry. They have no idea. They never even been in entrepreneurship, and you let them kill your dream. And bro, I'm saying the, the biggest part to me, see, bump y'all flat out wrong. You don't even have to give accountability. You just you just come back on the next show and start all over again. Like, <laughs> not, never like you ain't never said nothing wrong. <laughs> like wrong you ain't again. never got nothing wrong. That's just that. He matches that, but. But 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 after they got proven wrong, and then you make it to the next round, they now celebrate you. Oh, <laughs> bro. Celebrate right you. now they talking about you like uh, like you got a chance to win. Uh, and like Cinderella. They been, like they've been right. Like they've been pumping you up the whole time. So all I'm saying is, when you give yourself a chance, you have the greatest chance. So so here's what I want to ask you: What's the difference between? Feeling like you can't do it and feeling like you can. A feeling that you choose. I'm just saying, bro. What what's the what's the difference between you saying it ain't working? I'm broke. This thing ain't gonna never work out for me. When you saying I'm in a financial transition, this thing gonna work out for me. It's gotta work out for me. I know it's gonna happen. You feel what I'm saying, Ma? Every time I'm in Cali, now I'm like, okay, is it gonna be the Gold Coast or the French Riviera? Like, who going to be blessed with What's my presence? <laughs> is it going to be the Gold Coast that I'm living in with the water right there in Australia? Or is it going to be the French Riviera? You know what I'm saying? Like, which one am I going to do? I'm already, I, I, I'm giving my shit. And here's what I told my wife the other day. I said, sweetheart, here's why I'm doing it. 
Because unfortunately, and again, this is no shade on my parents, no shade, but somebody, some, some slave owner thought it would be a good idea for us to be in Alabama. You know, they profited from my ancestors being in Alabama or Mississippi. This, this, this what they profited, Ma. They, they bought us so that we could be in. So here's my deal, Ma. Why, why do I have to stay on this side of the earth? Because some slave owner thought I should be on this side of the earth. Why should I be on this side of the earth? Because that's what he thought was beneficial for my family. You feel me? Because he was getting paid off my family working as sharecroppers or working the cotton fields or whatever they was working. So, so now my people leave Alabama and Mississippi and come up to Chicago <laughs> and Detroit, you know, Gary, Indiana, because they're steel mill because of the car industry. Why I got to be stuck here? Because that's because that's what they wanted to do. Why I can't enjoy the Midwest, meaning Houston, Texas, like that area. Why I can't enjoy California. You feel me? Why I can't go to Australia. Why I can't go to the French Riviera. So I told my wife, I'm doing a lot of what I'm doing in terms of real estate so my kids don't get stuck on one side of the earth. I don't want them to get stuck. You feel me? I don't want them to think that the only time they can travel is uh, when something bad happened. You feel me, Ma? Like my wife said to me in testimonies today, she was like, yo, I'm so grateful that you made the decisions you made because with the passing of your grandma, we could just see. Ah, bro, much respect, bro. I ain't going to say it on... I'm not going to say where I'm going here because everybody going to be, you know, trying to meet me in that city. Right. But I said to my wife, like, yo, as soon as you finish your last doctor's appointment, like I need to go. You know what I'm saying? Like, I need to go to I need to go home. And she was like, you don't need to go to California. She's like, you don't need to go there. And if you do, you don't need to go home. Go somewhere where you can rest. Go somewhere where there's no cooking. Go somewhere where there's no cleaning they're gonna clean the bed for you they're gonna like you just take went a to week Jamaica off. with more yeah, right 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 right, right. I, I, I would but then they're gonna know I'm there because Maul on camera you feel what I'm saying and people gonna be bothering me but you know what she said Maul after she gave me the recommendation two three years two three uh week uh days ago she said to me man aren't we blessed that you need to take a break and you've made the type of decisions by living at the rim where you can take a break. She's like, there's some people who've lost their parents, they lost a spouse or a child, and they gotta go back to work after two days. Like, they, 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 they're not in a position where yeah. they can go, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just saying, Maul, the probability of you winning is greater when you take, the, take it back. Take the ball, take, hey, I remember Michael Jordan said in the last dance, he was like, Yo, that kid Kobe, man, I feel sorry for y'all who over there playing on the west side <laughs> of the All-Star game. He was like, man, that kid, when he get the ball, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. that kid ain't giving the ball. He ain't passing the ball to nobody. <laughs> he said, bro, you better hope you get a rebound because if you don't get a rebound, he said, if I was you and I got a rebound, I wouldn't pass it to him because you're not getting that joker <laughs> back when you give it to Kobe. You feel me? And that's the mentality we have to have, Maul is when we get the ball, we got to do something with it. When we get the ball, we got to go to the rim. Bruh, do you understand? Dog, in order to make a Cinderella run? Yeah. Dog, you got, like, do you, like, watch St. Peter's. Like, I don't know yep. if they, okay, so I look, they play Purdue. But watch them boys play. I'm talking about, they, they shooting like, 
Curry out there. Like, I'm supposed to be out here. I don't know who the white dude is with the mustache. My man out here, like, it's my moment. You feel me? And I'm like, dog, just the in order to be that Cinderella team you want to be, dog, like, listen to what he's saying. Star shoot. Stop thinking somebody better than you. Like, stop thinking you don't deserve to shoot the rock. Like, dog, who, like Maul said, who told you you weren't supposed to shoot the rock, dog? I promise you. You win the tournament. One thing about ETA, <laughs> bro, we've been firing from deep since day one. I'm talking deep. about conferences, uh, mixtapes, albums, speeches. Deep. Deep. Uh, bro. We burned a hole. <laughs> bro, we burned a hole in the social media. We on social media every day. We burned a hole in that joker, bro. I'm talking bruh, about. So, so the crazy thing is, I don't know if we the sweetest or not, but I we do just know we rim. out here. We just had the rim. What's the game? It was the NBA Jam. NBA he's Jam. On fire. He's, he's on fire. <laughs> we had the rim. Hey, uh -huh. and can I be honest with and you? And it see? don't cost nothing to do that, man. It, bruh, it don't cost nothing. Then they came out with Web 3. You went from read right to ownership. Now they got another vehicle out, Maul. And, and, and guess what? We on that boy with the ET verse. Go check that out. We on the Discord. We we got content on the Discord because here's the problem, Maul. TikTok like, nope. We uh-uh, no, we own that. You got 30 seconds to do your thing. You got you got you got 40 seconds to do your thing. You know, uh Instagram story. You got a 24 hours and that joker off. They didn't came out with another one called Web 3 Mall where you get to make the decision. Mall, we about to burn a hole through that joker, Mall. We about to burn a hole through that joker. And, and, and we're inviting other people to join the discourse with us. Come on, join the Discord with us. You know what I'm saying? Let's build together because the thing that I love, and 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 and, and we alluded to it, but don't don't get caught going to the rim by yourself and then getting a squad that's going to a rim. Don't get caught. I told somebody the other day, Ma, what it, what is it like to lift 300 pounds by yourself? I don't care if you can lift it. It's tough. What is it like to lift 300 pounds with two people? What is it like to lift 300 pounds with 10 people? What is it like to lift 200 pounds, 300 pounds with 100 people, Ma? Mm. I'm trying to tell y'all. And that's why I'm doing the Mankind 360 because I'm in a place where I don't even have to go to the rim alone. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, <laughs> hitters, hitters, man. I got shooters. I got hitters. You feel me? I'm like, yo, I, I love it. When Muhammad Ali came to uh, Elijah Muhammad and he was like, yo, they told me to, you know, they told me to go ahead and get a fight up. They told me to, they, they told me to like, let, let them win. And my, uh, 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 Elijah Muhammad was like, and, 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 and what else did they say? He said, bruh, they told me if I don't do it, they gonna take out my legs. He said, "Go tell them they got legs too. <laughs> they got legs too. <laughs> and, and and if they gonna take your, we gonna take their legs out. You feel me? I'm telling you, like, and so that's why I'm doing Mankind 360 because we need that energy. We, we you need to know that other people got your back. You need to know people look like you who come from where you come from, who weren't five star recruits, who who weren't. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, uh, number two recruit, number three recruit. You got to know it's some people like Tom Brady who got recruited at the at, almost at the very end of the end, but got that dog, got that chip on their shoulder. You got to know that there are other underdog uh, underdogs out here who doing it. So I just want to say, see, it's one thing, bro, to be a shooter and be by yourself on a team of five or ten. It's another thing to be on a team full of shooters. They can't check us all. 
They can't check us all, Ma. They can't stop us all, Ma. They can't, they can't check every last one of us. So if I'm shooting and they checking me, I can pass it. You can shoot. And imagine getting on a squad, y'all. Imagine getting on a squad full of shooters, full of people who playing D, full of people who got that dog, full of people who ain't intimidated, full of people who, 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 who coming out and playing at the rim. And so I just invite y'all, play at the rim. You live once. Not playing at the rim, I can guarantee you, you're not about to advance. Hmm. I can guarantee you ain't going to advance. But I promise you, if everybody play at that rim and everybody's scrappy and everybody going to get it, man, you wake up like ETA and, man, we consider, man, let me just tell you this. Cinderella. Bump, bump, bump what they Tuh. say about us. We've left our mark. I was in the hospital, see? I was in the hospital. Nurse, dude came up to me. First time he was like, ET? I was like, yeah, yeah. He was like, bruh, I, I watch your stuff. He came back up a second time, 20 minutes later, in tears. E. I don't mean to, I know you here. I know y'all doing your thing. But E, bruh, tears, bruh. You got me through a rough path. We left our mark, y'all. And we didn't ask for nobody's permission. Mm. We left our mark. We didn't ask for ABC permission, Pharmacy. NBC, Fox. We didn't, we didn't ask for the, we didn't ask for whatever the top podcasters are, the top writers, we, the top magazines, the top, we didn't ask for nobody's permission. We didn't ask for nobody's permission. We just, we just went to the rim that was given to us. Stop wanting to go to some other rim. Go to the rim that's given to you. We went to the rim in East Lansing. You don't even know where East Lansing is. <laughs> you doggone it. You don't know where Lansing is. You ain't never been here before. We gave the rim that was given to us. Bro, we, we somebody was getting gave us busy YouTube, with no... FaceTime, Instagram. We used it, doggone it. <laughs> Nothing. We was, do y'all understand? Like, uh, I hope y'all understand. I'm talking about getting shots off. I'm talking about, bro, no LLC, Nothing. no contracts. Hey, we was going and speaking at five states away without a contract. I'm talking about I'm on the phone. They like, yo, you think E? I'm like, yo, we'll be there on Friday. Send me the address. Put it in the uh, the, the Garmin. You know what I'm saying? And, bro, we pulling up. I'm talking about no contract, no nothing. Just hoping my man pay us at the end of the day. Like, <laughs> but, but again, you can't make adjustments to know you need a contract till you get there, do it, and somebody beat you. And we got beat a couple times where my man was like, yo, I, I was like, yo, I thought you said you had 600. My man was like, uh, look, three I didn't cash. know you. Hey, y'all ate lunch. You know what I'm saying? We got hit with the TLC. They was like, y'all had lunch. <laughs> we bought y'all some chicken strips. <laughs> yeah. That was, I'm like, chicken strips, when did that come out to 150? <laughs> so we walking away with 450. Hey, and we still got to pay for the rental that had a flat tire on the side of the highway. You, you see what I'm saying? And you know Bruh. we didn't get insurance on the rental. <laughs> he never let Bruh. us get insurance on the rental. Bruh. So, Bruh. hey, I'm laughing. See, not to cut you, but as a kid, right? And and see, be honest, out of 10, where would you put my basketball skills? And you, you just be honest. Out of 10? Yeah. No, I'm just saying, ain't any no I'm saying, oh, you mean being Michael was Jordan kid. or Tim being the average Negro who's no, pretty saying, good Tim at basketball? Tim being a regular, right, regular cat. Oh, I give oh, you I a five. You, about, about, a, about a six, seven. Okay, cool. So, E, to your point, I never played basketball in Barbados. You know what mm. I do? But I mean, I said, I never played on a rim seat. What I did, I literally got a butter okay. container wow. and cut the bottom out of that. And I nailed it to the side of my room and I used a tennis ball to shoot basketball. That was my basketball experience. Wow. Mm. I just want to make it practical for people. Mm. And it wasn't, listen, hear me. I'm not saying Barbados. Barbados is not what you think. Like we're not over there with, you know, extended stomachs like that. It ain't poverty like that. I, was, I didn't grow up like that. Let me say it like that. It was my parents weren't into that. I liked it. 
I love basketball. I got that Magic Johnson poster when I was probably like seven or eight years old. And, bruh, I was in there practicing. See, I played the full 82-game season as the Lakers by myself against every team. Mm. All in my head. Mm. I played every game. Y'all should see me like I'm the ref throwing the ball up for no the tip-off. I'm tipping it off. No I'm catching the tip-off. You at I'm the rim. shooting it. I'm at the rim. You at the, the rim. I'm dunking it. See, with a butter container, yeah. I just cut the bottom out and the tennis yeah. ball. I didn't have a basketball. So I'm saying for you that, for y'all to listen and think that we're talking about basketball, like I just want to make it real practical. Like C said, it, it, step one, get a dog on LLC. You got a great idea. Let's just do the steps. Like, whatever you got in your hand now, I'm talking about murder that. Maul, stewardship is the word. It's a whole other podcast. Maul and I talked yesterday, but Maul, the word, the word is stewardship after our conversation yeah. yesterday is, man, whatever God has given me right now, I yeah. don't care if it's 20 cents. Bro, I'm about to do something with this 20 cents that's about to, if I died after this 20 cents, you're going to know that I just had 20 cents. And that's the attitude I think we all got to have as we approach everything we do. Take that 20 cents, take that 20 million, take that 20,000, whatever it is, and make sure you leave some kind of mark with that. Yeah. Yeah, dog. Let me say this last thing. See, let me say this last yeah, thing. Go for see. it. Um, you know, and I, I just got to keep on just reiterating this. You know, train, train, prepare, practice. Yeah. As though you are already there. Yeah. I had a guy just today in the gym. And I'm working out. E, I mean, I'm going at it. You know, I've been going on my two-a-day workouts. And I was in the gym this morning working out. And my man asked me, he said, do you play American football? <laughs> and I was like, I said, You ever heard of the uh, Chicago police <laughs> defenders? <laughs> uh, that's the extreme sacks in the game. You might have heard of me before. <laughs> it was called enforcers, young fella. Enforcers. Oh, I thought it was the defenders. Right, right, right. I used the police. I just assumed it was the defenders. <laughs> they was defending so, somebody. You know what I'm saying? So my man asked me, did I play ball? And he was like, and I said, I told him, I said, I used to play ball a long time ago. Yeah. And then he was just like, why are you training so hard? Like, why are you, what do you, what do you, what do you play now? What yeah. do you, why are you? And I was like, bro, it's not what I'm doing now. It's about I'm preparing myself, mm. all of the things that God has for me that I can't see yet. So when it, when things come about, I want to be prepared. I want to be in shape. I want to already be able to just step into whatever it is that's already waiting on me. And I think people miss that. We almost got through one whole podcast without Ma talking about his guns. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was this close. Ma, hey, E, I was this close to getting oh, through a whole in. pod without Ma talking about in. working out in his muscles. Uh, <laughs> hey, Maybe thing, next week. Think about it, dog. When you got when you got it, you can talk about it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But when you don't yeah. have it, most time people don't talk about Let's the see. things they don't have. One so in 9.2 so quintillion. <laughs> I, was this I, that's, I was this close to being a Cinderella story. <laughs> I almost had the Cinderella story. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, bro. It's just prepare yourself. Train yeah. for the things that, yeah. that's not there. Yeah. People don't do that, man. Yeah. Like, like, like you talking about this men's conference, bro. It, you know, imagine you saying, hey, Ma, why don't you come speak in this man's conference? And with this lineup of, of individuals, if mm. I was out of shape, if I was, mm. you know, if I was anything other than who I am right now, I'll be like, oh, man, I got to get right. I got to get myself right. I got to yeah. get in shape. Oh, let me get on this treadmill. Let me No, I can just now focus on the message and just walk straight into it because I'm prepared already. I've been prepared. And matter of fact, opportunities come because you're prepared. You're prepared. I think yeah. people notice that. People see you 
already in your preparation and they like, okay, cool, this person is ready already. They already there, so therefore let me have them come and do this. So man, that's that's the thing, man. People prepare. I don't care if you're not there. I don't care what your situation looks like in life. I don't care what you don't have. You know, go ahead and act as though you already have it and prepare as though you already have it. Train yeah. as though it's already it's, it's, it's coming. It's train as though it's right there. And I guarantee you, that's man, good. you know, no, you're going to step good. right to it. It's going to be a yeah. seamless transition. Yeah, I guess we, we've teased it uh, a couple times now, but uh, probably the biggest conference that we've ever done is coming up May. Um, e, why don't you tell the people about it? Of course, you know, you you get the vision and, you know, we execute. But um, the 360-man conference um, in Atlanta, Georgia, uh, tell us about it. Tell us when it is. Man, I, I don't even know if we released the entire lineup, but tell us who's coming, who's on the bill. You got your – I looked. I said, wow, we came a long way. I remember back in the day it was just – you know, me, E, and then Carl would slide in, and now I'm looking at the flyers like, whoa, we got who coming? Um, so why don't you talk to us a little bit about it, man? Let the people know where they can go get their tickets. Yeah, I think what's most important, see, is as, as a leader, bruh, this is why I said get to the rim, y'all. I've been put on this earth to lead, you know, and one of the things we do as leaders is we provide direction. And I'm just like, wow, it's crazy that we went through two of the worst years in the American history and we just supposed to go back out like ain't nothing ever happened. You know, and so, see, I could have approached it from a number of different ways, but there's statistics, Sean, of course, Sean, you know, uh, Stevens, you know, um, you know, was speaking to us on something we did not too long ago. He said the suicide rate for men, see, yeah. more than doubled. So yeah. literal women, you know, men, children lost, you know, a loved one. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. A lost perhaps a leader, lost a provider. That could be an emotional provider, yeah. uh, uh, a physically providing. That could be financially. Bruh, it also mentioned that the numbers doubled or tripled for drug use, right? And so it was so much loss, so much fear, so much worry, stress, anxiety, trepidation in two years. And now they just like, oh, we back open. <laughs> what? We back open? Uh, COVID gone. Let, you know what I'm saying? Let's move. And so for me, it was like, nah, we can't do that. We can't do that. And so I figured out that a lot of people in the two years didn't figure it out. Like you didn't figure it out during COVID. You didn't, you know, and a lot of you didn't figure it out because like Ma said, you didn't prepare before COVID. So yeah. when COVID hit, like you, you, you didn't prepare financially. So you got hit. You didn't prepare to be with your spouse uh, five, six hours a day. <laughs> like you had never prepared <laughs> to be with your spouse that long. You had never been with your kids before. You were dropping them off at school. You probably spent 15, 20 minutes with them an hour tops every day. Now they in the crib all day. You didn't prepare for your health. So a lot of people lost their lives in COVID because you never prepared to eat right. You never worked out. You didn't prepare for it. Let me tell y'all something. It's hard to get prepared in the Sweet 16. It's hard to get prepared in the Elite Eight. It's hard to get prepared in the Final Four. Like, you, if you weren't making free throws before, it's hard. If you was timid before, it ain't, March Madness ain't the time. And we got hit two years, y'all, 
by madness. We, we had two years of madness, and a lot of y'all didn't figure it out. Deion Sanders, he figured it out, y'all. I'm not calling people because of celebrity, but, but Deion talks about in his book trying to commit suicide. He figured mm. out. Some, some people didn't figure it out. And some of y'all still on the edge of quitting, giving up. You know, Deion figured it out. I didn't ask him to come because he won the Super Bowl. I asked him to come because he figured it out. You feel me? If you read Tab's book, Tab figured it out. Chance figured it out. Like, if you look at their story, she wanted to go to Hollywood. She wanted to, she figured out how to do it, y'all, in the midst of a marriage with a family. Chance figured it out. Police officer like Ma, they figured it out, y'all. They figured it out. Tobe, you hear the story with Tobe and CJ. Tobe at, thought he was going to the NFL, thought he was going to the league. Trash. Didn't make it to the league, y'all. He didn't make it to the league. Tobe, stay focused with me, Tobe. Don't let that get in your spirit, Tobe. Tobe figured it out, y'all. I mean, look at what he's doing. He figured it out. Ed Malite, he figured it out. Jesse, he figured it out. Inky Johnson, y'all, he figured it out. Maul, nine to five. He had a dream and a goal. Maul figured out how to be a police officer, but would still live his dream life. He figured it out. Y'all know I figured it out. So, and listen to me. This is no gimmicks. No gimmicks. Less than $100 for all these speakers, mm. y'all. Mm. Now, yep, there, yep, there is a VIP. That's something totally separate. But you're going to hear from all these individuals. You're going to hear from all these individuals for $99. This ain't no gimmick. You're going you're gonna to hear from all of them for not Now, there is a VIP. That's something totally different. That's for people who want to invest and go in. That's for people who want to be a part of community. That's for people who want the strategies you know, in writing, they want some, uh, they, 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 they want more, but I'm no gimmicks. Dion 99. You're going to hear from general session. You're going to hear from them. Tobe general session. You're going to hear from them. Ma general session. You go me general set, like Ed Malak, general session, Jetsy, you general session. You're going to hear from some people who figured it out in my, my mind. When I tell you they figured it out, I mean, I mean, figured it out, figured it out. And each one of them are going to be transparent with you and help you to walk away energized in a way you've never been energized. That room, y'all, imagine thousands of people together. Yeah. So so I, I guess it's I'm a man 360.com uh, is where you can go. Uh, hey, I'm, I'm a man 360. I'm checking it now to come from. I don't think so that's can it. can the ladies come or not? Huh? Is it for, open for the ladies? I told y'all, Tab is going to be there. And Tab's uh, going to share uh, with the, you. For, okay, everybody's not on a first name basis with Tab. So <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. Tabitha Brown. Tabitha those, Brown, for, I'm for sorry. For all of y'all regular folks out there who just okay. know her as Tabitha Brown. <laughs> okay. He like my homie T-Money. Uh, like, okay, uh, you got so, you, you, so, you Hollywood so, now, E. Yeah, so so Tab is gonna, Tab's going to be there to tell you how she helped her man. Mm. Right? So, so we need to hear from the ladies. Why? Because we're not in isolation. So, 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 yep. You, if, if you got a son, bring your son. You like, I'm a single mom, bring your son. You know what I'm saying? Like if you are a coach, bring your team. You are a pastor, get on the bus, bring your church. Like, so, so yes, absolutely. If you are, if you are a woman with a son and you need to know what your son need to hear, no questions asked. I'm just telling you. The concentration is on men first. We got a September event we're doing in Chicago. 
We gonna we gonna make sure that we flip that. But in September, you need you want to be able to help. So Tabitha Brown is not coming to say, "Hey, this is what I need." She's gonna come and explain to you, "This is what my man need. This is what my son is need." And this is what I'm doing to be a blessing to them. Here's how I'm supporting them. So this is about supporting men, right? That, so absolutely, we ain't, we not, we not trying to discriminate against anybody. But if you have a son and you need to know what to do, if you have a husband and you like, yo, this ain't working out, this marriage, what do I do? But the emphasis is to come to get information to support and help men. I want to be clear on that. That's yeah. what this is about. All right, so I'm a man360.com. They haven't said it's something otherwise, so I'm sticking <laughs> we'll with that. Screen, yeah, we'll I'm, I'm sticking the, with hey, that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, don't listen to E because that's yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's I, I, I put that at a. I put that at hey, a. Mo, a one, one of nine point two quintillion. I just want to know what I get if I if. If if I'm Cinderella and I'm right, I want to know what do I get from hey, the fellas. I, I, I put, oh, uh, I'm putting my twenty cent. Ring. I'm putting my twenty cent on it, Maul, that I have. I'm, that twenty cent that I talked about earlier. He said, "All right, well, hold on. What what was E's? Okay, so do this on the screen. What was E's prediction? It was man360.com. I am a man. Yeah, I'm a man360.com. I'm a man360.com. I is it apostrophe M or I A M iama a. 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 360man.com. <laughs> he just changed it like three times. No, that yeah, was yeah. it. I said, I'm a man 360. <laughs> now you trying to make me spell it out, Maul. He, he uh, already well, knows. Hey, he it's a lot of nuance out. in the website, he, so they could go to the wrong spot. I just want to be sure. Okay, so we're going to put sorry. it on the screen right now. Y'all go to YouTube. I am a 360man.com. There we go. I am a number 360man.com. Okay, so you missed it. Okay. I said, I'm a man 360.com. No, he said, I'm a 360. What is it, Carl? 360 man. Oh, so that's what they said. They switched it. That ain't even, <laughs> that ain't even grammatically correct, Ma. I'm a 360, 360 man. man. Like, no. uh, a man should go first, Ma. I'm hey. a man. 360.com. Hey, the 1.92 quintillion lives after all. You know what I'm saying? He got bounced in the first round. I ain't mad. I ain't mad. All my uh, teams did too, so I ain't mad. Hey, real right, you quick did your too. party division. Uh-huh. Real quick, too, man. Um, we had uh, Show Me the World Project. Yes. Shout out to Sam in the last you. week on the pod. And let me say, man, props uh, are due to our listeners. Yeah. I swear, man, we have the best podcast family in the world. No I mean question. that. You know, we tease a lot on this podcast, man, but y'all really do show up and show out. They got more than enough to yeah. cover their trip. Now, if you feel still feel led to donate because they're going to use it uh, for years to come and, you know, the, the cause just continues to go on. Please continue to do so. Uh, but we reached the goal, I think, maybe about five minutes after the podcast came out. Literally. Y'all was showing up and showing out. Y'all gave, you know, everywhere from $50 to $5,000. Shout out to Francisco, I think, who committed to $5,000 right off the cuff and said, yo, I, I felt God speaking to me telling me I need to put up that 5K. And so... um He'll get a chance to go hang out with E.T. And then we told all the rest of y'all, if you donated over $50, that we were going to put y'all in a uh, drawing to win Make Real Estate Real. Shout out to all the people who put in $51. Like, let me just make Ooh. sure. They didn't say Ooh. if it was under 50 over. Ooh. So shout out to all the people that put in $51. We do have two winners to that. You will be sent Make Real Estate Real 
Uh, by the time you hear this, uh, you'll be contacted and it'll be in your inbox, but you'll get Make Real Estate Real. And those two people, drum roll, please. All right. Uh, Miss Gina Ballard. Gina Ballard, thank you so much for your donation. You have just won a free Make Real Estate Real uh, $2,000 value uh, sent to your inbox right now. Uh, you will have that. Uh, and last but not least, our second winner of the uh, Show Me Costa Rica charity donation uh, to win Make Real Estate Real and change their life is Mr. Quentin Miller. Quentin Miller, um, you have also won Make Real Estate Real, so we'll reach out to you. Check your inbox hey, just, to everybody just, else. Super quick, see, just in case, because I'm looking at the spreadsheet and I don't think we have their information. So what's the best email, Maul, for them to e email for? No, look at his sandbag. They probably had to put the they email, right? I would, I I would assume. Yeah, his sand will have some type of contact information. Okay. Yeah, yeah, she should. But if she doesn't, and hey, Gina and Quentin, if y'all didn't get y'all stuff, feel free to hit Carl yeah, in the hit, DM and tell him yeah. uh, what's up. But we should. I'm, I'm assuming it makes them, when they donate, put an email or they got to have something. So I'll confirm. We'll get, yeah, we'll just get that information from Sam. But Gina and Quentin, thank you. And thank you seriously, sincerely, from the bottom of our heart for everybody out there. Uh, who donated and, and and whether it was ten dollars, twenty dollars, whatever, man, that is a worthy cause that we stand behind. Uh, of course, we put up money as well, um, and we thank you guys for doing that sincerely. Uh, go to makerealestatereal.com for the rest of y'all who didn't win. Uh, it, you know, I'm not sure. I don't think intake is open right now. Uh, it should be open soon. I know we just did another intake mall. What's going on with Make Real Estate Real? Yeah, man, it's crazy. We did our first alumni call, and everybody that entered into the um, just. In the intake, the last intake we did to make real estate real, they were just blown away, man. We had several hundred people in there, and man, they were just blown away. We just did a question at Q and A for probably about three hours strong, wow. just people wow. just getting questions answered on just wow. you know just different um, financial situations they're in or different purchases and things like that. And um, they just keep saying here about people, man. It's amazing. We used to plant seeds, and now. Um, we now we're seeing the fruits of our labor right now. We just you know just seeing people that's big, all deals and making their dreams come a reality. Hey big. man, it's a beautiful time to get in. Make real estate real. Maul just sent me another email. Look like we might have another portfolio on our hands as well. Wow. So we're gonna have some properties to <laughs> to dole out to the people here shortly. Um, e, what's going on with habit stacking? Oh man. <laughs> Hey, it's blowing up everywhere. <laughs> I see it on trucks. I see it in people's computers, on their phones. It's everywhere, my friend. It's everywhere. It's like hey. a virus. It's like a bad virus. Hey, <laughs> let me let, let me say this. We officially launched MyRollingBillboard.com. Yeah. Man, if y'all ain't seen them semis rolling down the street, man, Mall Semi, he got a couple of them. Shout out to Alex, Jeremy. Um, I mean, we got, I mean, this sucker is literally rolling, man. Toby got his semi, um, man, one of the most creative ways to advertise. All right. Uh, get your, your, your 18 wheeler rolling down the highway. I see people sending pictures, uh, seeing the trucks everywhere. Go to myrollingbillboard.com. If you got a business, a small business nationwide or local, it doesn't matter. We'll pair you up with the perfect truck to roll your rolling billboard down the street, man, and start Let's getting get customers. It to your uh, website, to your services and products immediately. So go to myrollingbillboard.com and send us a pic uh, when you get your truck wrapped 
Uh, we have over 1,300 trucks right now ready to be wrapped. Uh, no wait time. We're getting you right up, getting you wrapped. We'll get your graphics together for you if you don't already have it. And uh, we're going to take this thing to the next level. So go to MyRollingBillboard.com. Carl, what you got? Man, so as you are listening to this, I'm going to be live on a training call with I2M. Mm. Right. So we literally launched another cohort of that. And again, guys, we hit our numbers and there are people emailing me after like, man, y'all open it so back up. And I just like, guys, those That's those crazy. days are over. Yeah. Like those days are over. When we say we open it for 24 hours or that weekend, we're not doing the what do you call it? Yeah, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, yeah, they no. extend it to Cyber Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. It's like, no, yeah, for real. We is. really want a group of people that we can lock in and work with. And we march man, we back to March Madness. We locking in, you locked in, let's go. So we'll be doing that, man. But if you are still interested in just getting in on trainings, we still have I2C. You could go to deeperthanthebrand.com right now and sign up. You are still, we have a monthly call where we're diving in. Like Maul said, we got Q&A that we're answering your questions as it relates to social media, as it relates to, you know, creating content, becoming consistent, all that. So deeperthanthebrand.com, man, check it out. Yo, appreciate it. Hey, man, don't wait. Don't wait. Go now. Uh, we appreciate y'all listening. Maul got to get back to uh, working out in Jamaica. Uh, he he got to get back to, to uh, Habit stacking. I got Gitty. another series. I got Habit stacking 2.0 <laughs> coming, Maul. Is that going to be the website for it? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Habit stacking 2.0. Yeah. And oh, I got, hey, uh, shout out. Man, this is a shout out. You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't really do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not... Um, you know, I'm not the one, but I got a man, mad shout out to my daughter. Um hey. we you know, we went and did the Super Bowl experience. There was one young man who said he didn't have a bed. And uh my daughter, you know, being uh she, you know, she really about that social work life mm -hmm. uh and providing resources for people. But she made um she reached out to him, found out they needed a few beds. Like nobody in the house had a bed. Wow. And so um, we're actually in the process now of uh, going to one of the local stores and purchasing everybody uh, beds, linen, you know, the whole nine. So just grateful, man. Right. Like I said, get to the rim, whatever your rim is. Yeah. My daughter's rim is not only being blessed, but being a blessing. She had yeah. a bed her whole life. And so she's just not like, oh, I got a bed. So that's all that count is I got a bed. She's not waiting till she have a family and kids. You know, yeah. she's like, hey, Y'all went to the Super Bowl, that's cute, but they came home without a bed. We we need to go ahead and get them a bed. So, uh, yeah, man, she she followed through with Coach Bogan. So we're about to knock that out um, be, before the end of this week. So just want to throw some positive vibes out to her. You know, I, I you know I don't often say it out loud, but so she knows, proud of you. And, uh, yep, for those of you who are out there, whatever your rim is, get to it. Might not be my rim, but whatever your rim is, you know, Get to it, extrovert, introvert, whatever. Little money, a lot of money, little influence, no influence, whatever. Get to your rim. You'll be happy you did. Oh, man, we got it. That's E.T.'s nugget of the day, man. That's a Ooh. flashback, man. Yes, yeah, sir. We haven't done an E.T. nugget in the day in a minute. <laughs> hey, we had Maul here, bro. Maul <laughs> dropping so many nuggets. Ain't no need of me trying to build on his nuggets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Hey, man, uh, as always, man, we appreciate y'all. We love you. We out of here. We'll see you next see you week. Next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.